Bonnie asked me to teach. She had uh, something going on this week, and I appreciated her confidence in me to be able to teach this morning. I love to teach the Word of God. Um, I'm going to pray before we get started. Praise you, Father. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you, Father, that we have ears to hear. That, Father, (laughs) your word be revealed to us, Father God. The revelation of your word. The revealed word is what works in our lives, Father God. And we thank you that your understanding and your anointing is on your word this morning. In Jesus' name. We're going to talk about strongholds this morning. Not just that, but I couldn't think of anything to call it. (laughs) So I would just put that label on it. We're going to start out by going to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And as I was studying for this, I saw some things about strongholds that I guess I'd never really thought about. When you think of a stronghold, what do you think about? You think of it in the negative or the positive? The negative. Most, you know, most of us think of it in the negative. And as I started looking at this, I thought, well, you know what? It's not all strong. Not all strongholds are bad. Strongholds are also good. Strongholds can protect us, right? So in 2 Corinthians 10.3, he says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having in readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. I wanted to, the word stronghold, um, the definition of that is a place that has been fortified so as to protect it from attack. A place where a particular cause or belief is strong, defended, or upheld. The word imagination, I like this one. Imagination means an action of forming new ideas or images or concepts of external objects not present to the senses. So, in in seeing that, you know, how many of you, the words, uh, you wish I would have, have you ever, anybody got any wish you would have? Wish I would have, wish I had, if I'd have only done this, if I'd only done that. You know, and I guess as you get older, we got, I got a lot of, <laughs> if I'd have just, you know, hindsight is always, if I'd have just done this, or if I'd have just done that, then the, what I, what I, results I'm getting would be different. But you know, sometimes the enemy can take those things, those what ifs, or should haves, and create strongholds in our minds to keep us from advancing in those areas. Okay, let's just say, let's take weight, for instance. I know everybody, everybody likes to talk about weight. <laughs> but, you know, if you've tried losing weight two or three times and you've been on this diet and that diet and this other, you, in your mind, when you think about losing weight, like, I can't, right? I can't lose weight. Can you not really lose weight? Just don't eat. Eventually, you'll lose weight, right? I mean, you can, you can lose weight. But the, sometimes the devil will come in with this thought and keep you from even trying to achieve something because of your past. And I'm, the weight's just something we all deal with. So I just thought that's across the board for everybody, you know. Um, but how about uh, adventures? How about um, vocations? How about different things that you have tried I'm not a salesperson, okay? Brenda and June know that. When, we first <laughs> when I first moved to Arkansas, I was selling beeline clothing. That's old, if y'all remember. <laughs> and they bought the same outfit and took it to Willie George at <laughs> the conference. So. Uh, but they were just doing it out of mercy for me. You know, they were just buying this stuff because it's like, you know, nobody, the, the bright turquoise colored stuff, I think that's what <laughs> y'all bought. But, you know, I came to realize I'm not a salesperson. I just don't do it well. I end up, it costs me money 
Because I give it to people for what I think I would want to pay for it. And I, I hear about, you know, I, I just, you want to do. But as far as going and achieving something like that, I know that, that that's not something that I want to do. But how many things in my life have I looked done or I didn't do that I wish I had of that I still can? But see, if the enemy can come and set up a thought in your mind that, no, you can't, then he can develop a stronghold. That doesn't happen the first time that thought comes, right? We know that it takes a while for those walls to be built up in our lives. And as we get older, sometimes we look at things, and I was going to call this seasons of your life because I know that we've had some seasons. If we got all our seasons together in here, we'd have a lot of seasons, wouldn't we? But what have you not accomplished? What have you set on the, on the shelf, so to speak, that God has put in your heart the desire to do and you just haven't done it yet? Yeah, I'm preaching to myself this morning, okay? Can I do that? That imagination, that thing that you have seen out from your spirit that you haven't accomplished yet, Satan doesn't want you accomplishing it. He wants to put obstacles in your, you know, I'm too old, I'm too this, I'm too that, to keep you from accomplishing the goals and the purposes God's got for you. You think, well, I'm, not, I'm at the age where it doesn't matter. I don't really have. We have got till the day we step off this planet, out of this body, we have got purpose and things that God wants us to do. And seeing ourselves in the light of God's word instead of the light of maybe what somebody has put on us is what's going to get us through that. I want to look. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. In Nahum, everybody know where Nahum is? I'll just read it to you. 1-7, it says, The Lord is good and a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth them that trust him. Now, see, that's the positive side of this stronghold, right? That you, God is our stronghold. And when the enemy comes in to try to convince us that we are not able, we're not capable, we're not good enough, we're not smart enough, we're not this, we're not that, we have to get into the word of God and let that transform our thinking. And we all are, you know, word word women we know the word we know we speak the word but how many is there anything that comes to mind I mean there's something that I I've just, the Lord told me a while back to do you know and I just keep thinking I don't know if I can do that and and I hate to you know self-talk is really going to make it or break it you know what we say to ourselves but I know that there's a desire in my heart that God has placed in me to do this thing but it's stepping off and actually doing it. I can make lots of excuses, you know. It has to do with using a computer. And <laughs> that's a stronghold I've got to overcome. That's, computers are, I didn't grow up with a computer. I mean, I, I don't use a computer except for, you know, word studies sometimes. And if it weren't for Cassandra, I wouldn't have any notes today or they'd all be written out by hand. But see, I see a challenge in front of me, and then my, my frame of reference goes back to, man, that's going to be so hard, and you don't do well at that. You see where I'm coming from in this? See, the enemy tries to keep us from advancing. We have to advance on this earth until we leave it. There is no stopping. I mean, to getting stagnant, losing our joy, staying, you know, not having the momentum to take on something new. To finish something we started. I started when, when Brad and I first got married. He went out. He was out to sea a lot. So, uh, you know, I got with the ladies. And we go to these. I don't think they had too many of them anymore. The parties, the craft parties, the Tupperware parties, the, all the parties. I mean, you just get invited to. So I went to one. It was cruel, cruel. Um, it was a crocheting party. And I, I don't do that kind of thing. I should probably, but I don't. And uh, so I thought that there, there's this picture that I liked. And it was of a raccoon and a mushroom. You know, back then, that's, we were still in mushroom days back then. 
So I got the, this krill set, and the lady's like, have you ever done this before? I'm like, no. She said, well, you might not want to start out with that one. I'm like, I can do this. This is the one I like. If I'm going to spend money on it, I'm going to get something I like. So finally, two years ago, <laughs> I threw it away. <laughs> I tried to get the girls to do, to do it when they were younger, you know, but they just for some reason didn't have any interest in finishing a mama's project. <laughs> but how many times do we do things that we think, this is a good idea? Doesn't mean it was a God idea. <laughs> you know, and I wasn't born again back then. I don't think, no, I wasn't born again back then, so I didn't know how to listen to the Lord. But if we say... In the mindset that God wants us to. You know, I, I think sometimes I think, I've got the Holy Spirit in me. And he is so unlimited. He is so unlimited. But he, I limit him in so many ways. And I, you, you look at people who've done great things with their lives and they've got this or that or they've accomplished these great things and you can look at them and think, wow, I wish I'd have done something like that when I was 20, <laughs> 25. <laughs> but we can always go back and pick up the things that God's placed in our hearts to do. And he will empower us to do it. He empowers us. Strongholds in our lives. You know, here he said that he trusts in the Lord, that God's his stronghold. Nahum, but the word trust and faith, you know, do, do you think of them interchangeably? Trust and faith? They kind of are, but they kind of aren't when you think about it. Because God has imparted into you the measure of faith, right? That's a spiritual force, is faith. Now, trust is actually of the soul. It's not a spiritual gift that God gives you. So we have to learn to trust. You have to learn to trust. You know, how, when you were learning to ride a bike or you, your kids were learning to ride a bike, you'd run along beside them and you start to let go a little bit and they're like, no, don't let go, no, don't let go. Um, until they learn to, <laughs> think about Gabrielle, aren't you? <laughs> we were living up in Cliff and Stream at the time and Gabrielle was learning to ride a bike in this hills, you know, up and down. And she's like, she was always like, I can do it. I can do it. It's like, no, you can't. At this point, we're not letting go. But finally, she's like, I can do it. She got away from Brad. Brad and I were taking out. And she goes, rolling down this hill. You know, she's little. Brad goes shooting through the yards of the all over, trying to find where that hill's going to stop. And, and he gets there as she gets there. <laughs> but, you know, she, she, she thought she could do it. And if she'd listened... And done it the way she should have done it, she wouldn't have had the problems she had. Holy Spirit is our leader and our guide. He says you can do it. I will show you. I will train you. I will give you step-by-step -step instruction as to how to do this. But sometimes we rely on ourselves too much. Mm. You know... How we think about ourselves, if you think, if you had to look at yourself and had like one word that you kind of summed your, who you, how you perceive yourself as, I don't want, you know, all of us do. We have an idea of what, how do we see ourselves? Is it a positive thing? Or has somebody sown seeds that created a negative image? Or have you, you done it yourself, you know? God wants us to have that image. You know, coming out of the ladies' agape, I mean, we all are like, whoa, that was, women are, you know, it was really good. But still, we get, get all, uh, you know, enjoy that, and then we, we go home, and we still have to face life. And those supercharged times are good. I mean, we need them, don't you think? So we need to look at, you know, imagination. I want to go back up here to... Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Now, have you, I've always thought about 
to the obedience of Christ about bringing your thoughts into obedience to the word. It's kind of like what you're thinking here, right? What about if we brought our thoughts into the, what Christ did in his obedience? You know, like what he accomplished for us in his obedience to the Father, the promises of God. I think it was Joseph Prince that I heard him say that back years ago, and I stood there and I thought, wow, that I bring my thoughts into what Christ has accomplished for me instead of me always trying to bring my thoughts into obedience. Because that makes, it takes a struggle out of it. I don't have to struggle with that. I see what he did through his word, and I bring my, line, my life in line with that. Thoughts, what come in uh, to uh, get my, my notes right here. I got pages, so I got to decide what I wanna, where I want to go. Your thoughts will build into an imagination eventually if you keep thinking on something long enough, either negative or positive. You can, you can start out by thinking a thought, and you think, well, no, that's too big for me. I want to think about the positives, right? That's too big for me. You know, you, you get finished with your prayer time and God's dropped something in your heart and you think, that's too big for me. If we say it long enough, it will be too big for us. So we start to build an imagination. And imagination is always in the future. Always in the future. But everything that God has given us, every weapon that he has given us, they're not carnal, they're mighty through God, to pull down every hindrance that has tried to come against us. Self-image, you know, we just, if we know, if we knew, and I'm learning, I'm still learning, that sometimes I, I get amazed at how little I know for all the years that I've been serving the Lord. And as far as like his love for me, he loves me. I Sometimes I, I just sit there and think, well, Lord, you, you love me. Is that not the most amazing thing that you ever thought of, that God truly loves you? And he loves you independently of the rest of his kids. And I think, how do you do that? Or how, about, how, do, you, how do you hear everybody's prayers? <laughs> I mean, but he does. Proverbs 21, 22 says, A wise man scaleth, scaleth the city of the mighty and casteth down the strength of of the confidence thereof. In other words, a wise man, say I'm a wise woman. A wise woman can scale the city of the mighty. Anything that has come against you, you can take it down. You can take it down with the word of God. And if we have our trust in God, that we trust him, you know, faith in God, you can't, of course, you couldn't trust God without having faith in God because you have to believe that he is, right? And he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. But if we, I can believe in God and not trust him. Does that make sense? I mean, I can. I'm sure there are areas in my life that I, I haven't given it to him yet. I haven't trusted him with that area. I'm still trying to handle it myself. And as long as I'm handling it myself... He let me do it. <laughs> God's so good. God wants us to have the victory in every, every area of our lives. In Psalms, anybody got amplified? Um. How about reading Psalms 126, the first, uh, first, just for the first part of that, out of the Amplified. I, I like that translation, but I couldn't find my Amplified this morning. Now, that's, that's fine. That's, we stopped at that. Thank you. for. When the Lord brought back the captivity to Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue was singing. 
Then they said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. We are glad. See, the power of God, all through the Old Testament, every time God got involved in something, it turned out right. People start doing something themselves, bring themselves into captivity. But when God stepped in, he would bring that joy back. He would bring that freedom back. He would fix the situation. And he would cause people to rise up to the places that they need to be. And let's go to, um, let's see where I want to go here. I think we're going to, let's go to, while we're in Psalms, let's just go to Psalms 37, 37 verse 4. It says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord. You know, when, it, when does that happen? When does, the, when does he give you the desires of your heart? I think that, for me anyway, it's when I'm just sitting in his presence, saying, Lord, what do you want? That's been a prayer of mine for so long. What do you want? What do you want? And those desires that you get in that place of fellowship with him are the ones that he's going to fulfill in your life. If you step out in faith, step out in faith and do what God's called you to do. You think, well, I don't think I've been called to do anything. Well, that's a stronghold. <laughs> Devil don't, you know, he don't want you to know what you're capable of doing. He don't know what he wants you to know that you're capable of touching people's lives in ways that nobody else can. That he, I, I, really, I like what Brendan was talking about the, the, and Mary about, you know, we're protectors. You know, we are the ones on the front lines for our families and and doing things that only women can do. And where help meets. I thought about the freedom that God has given us in Christ. And the authority that he's given us to not back down when the enemy comes up. To look at him and say, uh-uh, you ain't doing it. And you know, if he can keep you concerned about it, you know, like you're laying down in bed. You're laying down and starting to doze off, and those thoughts come. Oh, those thoughts come. You know, you got to get up and take authority over the devil because that's what he's doing. He's trying to get our minds to where we're not at rest. We're not at peace. We have to have peace in our hearts continually or we're not walking in the spirit the way we're supposed to. It brings peace. If I start to lose my peace, if I start to lose my joy... I used to say, if I just start to lose my song, there's something wrong. <laughs> and keeping that joy and keeping that, you've you got to have your mind in the right place. The what-ifs and the what I should haves have got to be buried once and for all. It's like, oh, well, that's what it is. You know, because I, I, sometimes I think, well, if I'd have done this different, well, if I'd done a lot of things, I'd be rich if I'd done a lot of some things different. Wouldn't you? Okay, we go back. We could, we could all, you know. Um, but, but I would say things sometimes when Brad and I, we'd be praying or talking about things. And he said, now what good does that say, do to, for you to say that? It, you didn't. I said, I know, but I wanted to. Well, he's like, I guess you didn't want to bad enough, or you would have. You know, things happen. But it's funny to me that he can sit, he can, he's just so free with that. That's the past, it's done. And women, I think sometimes, I don't know if all men are that way, y'all can help me out here, that it's done, that's the past. Let's not, let's not dwell on that. And women want to take the past and bring it in the future. Think more than, you know, that, that freedom, of, that's, that's over with. That is another season, that was a season of my life, and that's done. Now where are we going, Lord? Let's do something fun, right? He said, if you delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. He will put those desires in your heart, and then he will fulfill those desires in you if you stay with it. 
It keeps increasing. Life shouldn't be boring for a Christian. We should not have this thing of, you know, there's nothing in life for me. And sometimes when you get older, you know, your kids are grown and you're just a lot, you know, it's like, what do I do now? But God has got a, something and a purpose for every single one of us in here. And if we will find that desire that he has for us, we'll feel fulfilled like we haven't never felt before. There'll be such a joy in our lives that we're excited about life again. We're enjoying life again because we've got purpose. Right? Isaiah 54, 17 says, No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise up against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. Who shall condemn it? Yeah. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. So if you have condemning thoughts come to your mind, if you've had seeds sown in your, your mind from who knows where, these things sometimes pop up, it's like, well, where did that come from? We can, we can be assured that these tongues of judgment, we condemn them. And like I said before, I, I tell the devil, shut up, devil. I mean, that's, I, can, I walk through the house sometimes. And this thought will come to me, and I'm like, shut up, devil. I know that that is not from God. That thought is not from God. And if I let that thought remain, he is like, ooh, I've got a little foothold here. Then he'll bring another thought to put with that thought and another thought to put with that thought. And before you know it, this thing has cascaded out of, you know, started with a little thing is now a big thing. And it didn't have to be a thing at all if we would have cast down those imaginations. But see, we should have good imaginations too. We've got to have imaginations of a bright future, of seeing something and seeing that projected off into the future and say, I'm getting there. I am going to make that. I am going to get there. I am going to do that. And that's a good stronghold. And when we got that victory in our lives, you know, I say, well, I'm not there. I don't feel like I've got victory. I don't feel like I can accomplish. I don't feel like, you know, you've got to coach yourself into faith in areas. We have to coach ourselves. We have to renew our minds in the areas that we struggle in. You know, it could be worry. If you've got a habit of worrying, you've got to get in the Word and find the places. And this isn't anything that we don't all know. It's just a matter of sometimes we need to be reminded of what we do know and to act on it. But the scriptures pertaining to whatever area that you're, you know, Mama used to tell me, and I've probably said this here before, but it used to make me laugh. When I was a teenager, I wasn't born again, but Mama said, Honey, every answer is in that book right there. And I found it in the garage. I have to get it out and recover our, our home, our big old Bible with a picture of Jesus on the front. And you didn't put nothing on that Bible on the coffee table. You didn't do it. You didn't open it, but you didn't put another book on it. You didn't put a magazine on it. And I remember one time I, would, I thought everything I need to know is in that Bible. Mama said that. And I just got in there and opened up the Bible. I thought, good gracious alive, how in the world am I going to find anything in this? You know, it's the, it was just an overwhelming feeling for me as a kid. But then, the, you know, I look at the pictures. I always had a desire, you know, like the Word of God. This is the Word of God. This is the Bible. This is holy. But if it's not coming out your mouth, it's not operating, you know. I would love it, you know, when I, when I first got saved, I had some demonic issues coming up. It, we, in the place we were lived, uh, military housing. And they were probably there all along, <laughs> but I didn't know it till I got saved. <laughs> but I called the pastor's wife because she was counseling with me some. And uh, I said, I've I, I got weird stuff going on in my house. And I really did. And she said, well, she said, get Psalms 91 and start reading that. So I memorized Psalm 91. And then I would lay there, but I was out to sea. 
I would lay there with the Bible open on my chest, the Psalms 91, I thought. <laughs> you know, it, it did me good, but I, I mean, the devil's not going to come up and read it to himself. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I'm not supposed to be here. <laughs> He's just not going to do it. But when we speak it out our mouths, he has to flee. He has to flee. And we have to realize he has to flee. We have to be sure that we know that he has to flee when we speak the word of God. And that God's power is released when we speak the word of God. You know, sometimes we become so familiar. Yeah, I'm a word person. I speak the word. I speak the word. I speak the word. But do you realize that you're speaking the word? Do you realize that it's your father... Has, he spoke this word into existence. He spoke the word, had men speak the word so it could be written so we could speak it. Oh, goodness gosh. I think about, I think about if we didn't have the word of God, where would we be? Where would we be if we didn't have the word of God? I was uh, talking to somebody in my family yesterday. They've had some sickness going on, so I call and been calling, checking on them, and praying for him, and, and the, the words were like, she said, well, you know, it just takes so long to get over this stuff. We're just, I, it's, it's bad, and it just takes so long to get over this stuff. I'm like, don't say that. You know, and, and then Brad said, my people perish. She's born again. My people perish for lack of knowledge, lack of understanding of the word. She's born again, but she's not operating in any knowledge. Now, I've got her hooked up in a church down there that's a word of faith church, and they loved it, but, you know, you got to go. you got to hear. You've got to speak. We are speaking spirits. Glory to God. If we speak out our future, what we want, what do you speak over your future? I mean, I guess start, start speaking now, especially you younger women in here. Start speaking now. <laughs> what you want your future to look like because your words are your building blocks to your future. And I speak over myself all the time. Brad and I, have, we have our, you know, everybody has, that I'm going to live long till I'm satisfied. I walk in health. I walk in victory. I can do anything I want to do. <laughs> I'm creative. That's been a new one I've added. I am creative. I am creative. And then, you know, you start saying those things over yourself. And then the next thing you know, you're doing something. And this idea just starts, right, it comes to you. This is how you do this. And you, we've been remodeling our house for so long now that I don't even, you know, it's like, yeah. But I hate do-overs. You know what I mean? You have this idea and you're going to do it. Or you paint, you think the wall's going to look good this color. And then once you get it painted, you look at it and you're like, I really don't like that. Right? So that's one of the things that Brad and I speak over ourselves all the time. We don't do do-overs. We get it right the first time. We get it right the first time. And I thank the Lord for work. Thank you, Father. I am strong. I can work. I can work. I can accomplish. I can do. You know, I was talking to Bonnie the other day. I told you all this probably last week we were here. That I, I told her I was busy. I'm busy a lot. And she, she told me, when I told her that I shouldn't have said that. I don't, I, don't, I don't want that to be my mindset. I'm busy all the time. And she said, that's because that's what's in your heart. I said, man, how did that get there? All right, that's a stronghold because that came out of my heart that I'm busy all the time. Now, now I've added, I like being busy. <laughs> you know, I do. I like doing stuff. I'm not one of the people that can sit around and watch soap operas. Do they still have soap operas? Anybody know? <laughs> Probably the same characters as back when I was a teenager, and they're still having the same problems they had while I was a teenager. <laughs> Oh, gosh. But, you know, there, what are we speaking over? And I always get back to words because I am just one of them. Word, I, words are so, I, I, I judge my words all the time. I have to go back and cancel words when I speak things I don't want. 
I speak things, uh, you know, over anything that pertains to my life. They better be faith-filled words because I'll have regretted saying what I said if they're not. And at the time, our emotions sometimes can, can cause us to speak things that we should not be speaking over ourselves or over our families or over our loved ones, even over our animals. You know, I think, how far can this go? God created everything with his words. And how much of his power do I want released in my life is going to be dependent upon what I'm speaking, what I'm allowing to be built up in my mind. A stronghold of faith in God, a stronghold that God will perform what he said he'll perform. And if when we do that, we're not being self-reliant, because if it was about me, you know, there's... (laughs) God's grace. I just got to say God's grace. God's great. But when we truly believe him to fulfill something that we're expecting, that we asked him for, the trust steps in. And that's why I want to come back to this. If it doesn't happen the way you think it's going to happen, do you give up on it or are you still trusting? If it doesn't happen in the timing that you think it's going to happen in, do you still trust him? And see, you can have faith in God, but not trust him. And we need to have that true trust that he will do what he said he'll do. You know, I've seen things, you know, I know I'm not uh, the oldest person in the room, but I've lived long enough to see God fulfill promises that he made to me back when, that it took a while. But he did it. But we have to stay in faith. You know, the enemy tries so hard to keep us jumping around with our faith. Oh, I'm going to believe for this. I'm going to believe for that. I'm going to believe for this. I'm going to believe for that. And, you know, you're not really believing. Well, most of the time. I mean, you're like, okay, you drop it two days later. Were you really believing? <laughs> Was I really believing? God wants us to have victory in every area of our lives. In Psalms 42.5, you know, David talks to himself a lot. And your self-talk that you talk to, your, you know, what you say is going to affect every area of your life. It's going to affect your mood. It's going to affect your abilities. And he says, why art thou cast down, all my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. We have to, we have to talk to ourselves. You ever wake up in a mood that you're not in the mood that you want to be in? You wake up and you're like, Okay, i got to get up and get going again today. Or do you get up and you're like, praise God, I'm going to have a wonderful day today. I've got victory in my life. My body feels good. And your body's like, ha, 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 But you know what? We've got to press through these things that speak to us every day. Some, things are speaking to us all the time, everywhere we go, you know. And if you can have seeds sown in you, from places that you're not even thinking about. I thought about the, uh, the other day. When we first moved to Arkansas, we bought a house up on Linker Mountain. And we bought the house that didn't have a, a dishwasher in it. So I wanted a dishwasher. I, you know, got me a dishwasher. I was happy about my dishwasher. I had two little girls. So excited about my dishwasher. You know, have you ever... Hey, that was a new thing back then. I got a dishwasher. I was the dishwasher. From the time I grew up, you know, growing up, Mama, I was a dishwasher. And I moved out, Mama bought a dishwasher. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, well, <laughs> don't have you here anymore. But, you know, my, happy, my, my uh, happiness about my dishwasher I, uh, changed because I went over to a friend's house, and she was unloading her dishwasher. She said, oh, I just hate unloading this thing. I just hate unloading this dishwasher. And, you know, the next time I opened that dishwasher to unload it, 
that thought came to me, I don't really like doing this either. Wow. This is a lot of trouble having to unload this dishwasher. And there's been times even through the years that I realize it's like, I, I love this dishwasher. I speak to, you know, I, I, when I heard myself saying that, I don't really want to unload the dishwasher. You know, we'd leave it at the house you can, cause, see who's going to unload it, right? Who, who is going to, and you know, no, nobody will unload it. Well, Cassandra will unload. Brad will unload. But, but you know, you just kind of walk by it like, let's just see who will do that. But I had to change my, my mindset on the dishwasher. Is that not stupid? Does that not sound, you know, like, but how many times do we have to pick up ideas that turn my blessing of my dishwasher into, yeah, I don't really like unloading this dishwasher either. <laughs> but we have to guard ourselves because there's things coming all the time in our minds that sow simple seeds, these little things that you wouldn't think about until you hear yourself saying them to yourself. And you're like, uh-uh. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Not going there. When we think on the things the Lord wants us to think on, we're going to have joy. And I tell you, we are continually... Uh, walking against this, the flow in this world. You know, it's like when we're walking, there, there stuff's coming against us continually. Because we are the, like they're talking about the women's meeting, we are the opposing force. So we've got to walk purposefully, purposefully, on purpose. Guard what comes out of our mouth on purpose. Guard what we speak to other people on purpose. And God will bless it. But I get excited about, you know, I think sometimes the things that I, God's put in my heart to do. I thought, that's going to take effort. I mean... That's going to, I'm going to have to to do that. <laughs> you know, like, you ever feel that way? You got to do something God's put in your heart to do? Just go do it. Start out because the anointing won't come on you to do it till you start to do it. And then that anointing will take you to where he wants you to be with that. And there's nothing more fun than the anointing. I tell you what, have you ever just, you thought about doing something? He's like, no, not yet. No, not yet. Yeah, not, not yet. But then one day it's like, Now's the time, and that anointing takes, takes you to the place you need to be. And that's so much fun because it's not in your own strength. It's not in your own works. God's so good. His word is amazing. I get excited about the word. John 1.20, or 3 John 1.20, says, Beloved, I pray that in all things thou may prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. You know, we have to have a prosperous soul. We have to make... If your mind, if your mind is not prosperous, your body won't be prosperous. How do you think about it? You know, how do you see yourself aging? With energy and strength? Or like, like, like Grandma did? You know, I mean, we've got to, we, this thing of a, a, the stronghold, not the stronghold, what was the other one? I, imagination has got to be of what we want for our future. And we see that and then devil comes and tries to put other things in there like, nope, I don't look at that. I only look at what I'm supposed to look at. I look at what God's word says. I am strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Right? You say, I'm strong in the Lord and the power of his might. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And you say, yeah, but it looks like some stuff's really kind of prospering. You don't let go of it. Because you have trust in God and his word. You stay with it, you stay with it, you stay with it. You say, well, this has gotten boring. I'm staying with it. But one day you'll see the outcome of that thing and it'll all have been worth the effort so what do we think on well I don't have it in my notes but Philippians 4 8 whatsoever things are good and pure and just if there be any virtue if there be any praise think on these things 
think on these things. If we think on those things, you know, we have to keep going back. Because the devil will try to sow seeds in our thoughts, try to get you to think about something like, where did that come from? And like Kenneth Hagin used to say, he said, just because a bird flies over your head, you don't let, you have to make, let him build a nest in your hair. And that's that continually guarding our minds. Guarding our minds. And get a vision for what you want for your future. And then keep your focus. You say, well, I don't really have a vision for my future. Oh, I've got so many things, y'all. I have to live to be really, really old to get them all done. And I will, till I'm satisfied. Yeah, till I'm satisfied. Brad and I have decided that he's going to live, he's, you know, he's six years older than I am. That makes me younger, huh? <laughs> he told me we met when we were, I was 16. He said, I wish I'd have met you before. I was like, what? I, how young would I have been? <laughs> I just, I was 15 when we met. But, uh, you know, we speak that all ourselves all the time. And he's got to live to be six years older than me. See, we've got it all planned out. Right? Y'all got it planned out? How are you going to do it? <laughs> the girls are saying like, they used to say, well, you can't both leave together. <laughs> that wouldn't be fair to us. I'm like, honey, at that point, <laughs> it's not going to matter. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> but we speak out our future. And you need to speak out continually what you see, what you want for your future. Bright future. If you don't have anything that you feel challenged towards or feel like God's asking, the Lord, I'm still here for a reason. What am I supposed to be doing? And he'll place those desires in you. Creative ideas. Oh, he'll give you ideas, ways to minister to people that you never even thought about. He'll put desires in your heart to cause you to be able to walk through doors that nobody else can walk through. And it's fun to be used of the Lord. It's fun to bless people. It's so fun to bless people. Especially when they don't expect it. You know? You just go in and, I mean, the Holy Spirit will drop things in your spirit to do and you, let you go do it and it just surprises a person. It blesses them. It's just what they needed. Isn't that a good thing? That's just what be used of the Lord. So we're not going to let any weapons that are formed against us, to prosper. And we've got to realize that, that we are really in this thing. <laughs> Our words matter on every everything. You know, when we first got into this walk, uh, started learning about faith, I guess we moved here now um, to Arkansas. And, you know, there's a words don't matter that much. You know, when I was growing up, they're just words. They don't matter. But they do matter. I mean, our words are life and death. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. And when we guard this thing, James says, is <laughs> a really unruly evil <laughs> set among our members. I'm like, well, Lord, you know. But we can bring it into subjection to the word of God through his spirit. You know, two things that stand out in my thinking about words, the power of words. And if you think back in your life, too, you probably find that there's some, you know, for you. But when I was, um, when Brad and I first got married, my, I, my sisters had C-sections. All of them, I think, except, except one, maybe. And I, Brad was always, Brad, you know, he's a big guy, a lot bigger than me. And I used to say, I bet I'll have to have a C-section. I just have to have a C-section. Because my sisters did, and look how big Brad is. I bet I'll have to have a C-section. Huh. I was so. Yes, I had a C-section. Brenda was there with me when we were having Cassandra. And she'd rub my back for a while, and Brad would finally the doctor come in. He's like, we've got to do something. She's starting to get stressed. But I was really upset because I took care of myself. I ate right. I walked. I did everything I was supposed to do. And there was no reason I should have had a C-section. And I was sitting in church in the front row. I remember exactly it's one of those free, free, uh, freeze-frame minutes, right? And I was, I was kind of upset with God about that, you know? I'm, I'm a word of faith person here. I've been at it, what, a year or two? <laughs> but I thought, word, word of faith person. And the Holy Spirit said, what have you been saying? 
answered my question. I really valued, I appreciated him showing me that because it really set in my mind the importance of what are we saying over ourselves. You know, and if the devil can't, you know, if he can keep your mouth shut, he can win the victory. You know, if your faith is not strong enough to move your mouth, it won't move your mountain. We've got to speak. We've got to say. And I always wind up, anytime I minister back on words, but I guess it's just, you know, it's just something that is so vitally important for us to get a handle on what we're saying over our, our lives. You know, it's like, I don't ever have enough money. Oh, I would never say that. I have abundance of money. Don't know where it's coming from, but glory to God, I got abundance of money. Money comes to me. You know, <laughs> Brad and I found, had checks come in the mail. Things from things that I was like, wow, we didn't even know about that. But see, we don't tie up our lives with our, our tongues. We make sure that we're agreeing, you know. And it's really easy sometimes when we get with other people and you get in the conversation. And the conversation is probably not one that would be edifying. Or the, and you find yourself in agreement. You're like, I'm not in agreement with this conversation. And then you walk away. It's like, Lord, I'm sorry. Forgive me for that. I bind those words. I'm not going to be in agreement with that. Well, so everything's are good and pure. And if the just good report, then we're going to think on those things. Amen. Well, hopefully I didn't, you know, jump around too much. I know it's kind of, my notes are kind of sketchy back and forth. But, you know, we have got the authority to build our futures with our words. And I get excited about these young people because they know so much more than we knew starting out. But we got to look, project our future in our minds and say, what do I want this to look at at this point in my life? What do I want? And then start building, building that with your words. Amen?